you have an area in your life that has become a real stronghold, maybe a stronghold of, of sin, maybe a negative coping mechanism that you just can't shake? I've been there, and I want to help you get some freedom in that area today here on 5-Minute Mentoring. Have you ever wanted to have someone in your life who you could ask real questions about your art, your business, and even your walk with the Lord? Well, that's exactly what we do every Friday here on 5-Minute Mentoring, where I answer one question from one of my awesome podcast listeners in order to help you start really thriving as the artist you know God created you to be. Well, hey there, my friend. I'm so glad that you are with me today here on 5-Minute Mentoring. You know, if we're all honest with each other, we've we've probably all had issues in our life that have developed and festered into either negative patterns of sin or just negative coping mechanisms that really aren't healthy in our life, but they're just things that we've turned to over and over and over again. I know those can look like lots and lots of different things for people, depending on, uh, you know, your history, where you are in the world, your age, your sex, your, you know, proclivities, whatever it might look like. Uh, for me, that really took on a, a very sinister, you know, kind of uh, pattern in my life, I guess, uh, very early on. I, I grew up in a Christian home, uh, but very, very performance oriented, very religious, loved Jesus the best way I knew how, but just had a lot of stuff going on in our family life. And praise God, he's healed so much of that throughout all of our family. <laughs> but growing up, it was difficult. And um, I remember what I called in Unlocking the Heart of the Artist, I call it the perfect storm. It felt like a really onslaught of the enemy because, you know, just like God's got a plan for your life, so does the enemy. And really within a, a couple of years in my early teenage years, um, I lost my grandpa who I was really close to, lost my piano teacher who I was really close to, also began to be sexually abused by a family member uh, for a number of years that really threw me into a lot of identity issues, a lot of fear, a lot of shame and all that sort of thing. And for me, uh, the coping mechanism that I was introduced to at that time was pornography. And it was also religion. So I had pornography and religion that were kind of this intertwined thing. Uh, so I was performing at church so that everybody thought I was great, never being able to share the deep things that were going on in my life. And at the same time, going home and self-medicating uh, with uh, patterns like that that lasted for years and years and years uh, in my life, even into my marriage. And I look back at that in my life and the struggle that that was and as I've talked to people over the years, I just hear the story over and over and over again. I don't care what it is. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, right? It can be, it can be anger. It can be food. It can be control. It can be uh, sexual addiction. It can be uh, whatever it might be for you. That's not even the issue, all right? Because it's all the same root, right? <laughs> it's all the same root. As I began to cry to the Lord, and as I've heard so many people talk about this, you know, so frustrated, I can't get over this. I can't get free of this, all this sort of thing. I was saying that to the Lord one day years ago, and the Lord just said, listen, Matt, you just got to close the gate. I said, what do you mean close the gate? Like, am I a horse? Like, what, what, <laughs> what are you talking about? And the Lord said, listen, you're walking through life and you're just leaving the gate open in areas of your life that you know that you're, you're vulnerable in. And if you just walk around and leave the gate open, you're inviting 
the enemy to come in and take advantage of, of those situations in your life. So when you're feeling sad and mad and tired and anxious and all that sort of thing, the gate is wide open and you're, you have no, you know, barrier between you and what the enemy's trying to do in your life. And so all of a sudden, he just comes in and every time, Matt, you sit around going, I just can't believe this happened again. And I did this and all this sort of thing. And you, you close the gate, close the gate. And you know, as I begin to build in mechanisms in my life to close the gate, that is to, to close the doors of the enemy, to close the doors of easy opportunities for me to, to sin and to act out and to, to go in into things that were not healthy for me. And again, it doesn't matter what the issue is for you. This holds true for everything. When I begin to do that, all of a sudden, it's like the journey got so much easier. Not that it was like an overnight success, but it was like, oh gosh, at least because I'm closing the gate, now I feel like I can actually make some progress. And when you begin to do that, friend, you'll be amazed. You'll be amazed. So I wrote about this in Unlocking the Heart of the Artist. I wanted to actually, I've actually got my book here in front of me. I wanted to give you these steps to freedom, I call them, because I think they're just so, so, so powerful for every believer. Number one, identify the triggers, okay, and and the gates in your life. That is, what are the things that these negative coping patterns that happen in your life and what causes them? I said before, you know, when you're tired, mad, upset, anxious, frustrated, usually those are things that the enemy is going to try to uh, use as triggers for you. So are you making a plan to be able to do something else when those sort of things trigger you. That's really, really huge. Number two, if you've got patterns of sin in your life, listen, the Bible's clear. You got to repent. You got to be cleansed. All right. And all that means is just say, Lord, I repent. I give this to you. I want to turn. I don't want to walk this way anymore. Would you cleanse me with your blood and let me walk now in a way that's pleasing to you, empowered by your Holy Spirit. And then that means you turn. And you close the gate (laughs) and you start walking in a different way. Number three, James 5.16 is so clear. Confess your sins to one another and you'll be healed. Listen, one of the reasons I think that people don't get victory over, over habitual sin in their life is because they won't confess it to somebody else. Now, listen, I'm not saying you got to go air your dirty laundry to everybody and their mama on Facebook. What I am saying is God's designed you to walk in community. And God's designed you to walk with other brothers and sisters who love you, who are uh, can walk in authenticity and vulnerability and transparency with you, who can be able to call you out on areas of sin in your life, who can also support you when you're trying to develop new ways of living in this new freedom. Listen, when you begin to repent and, and confess that to somebody, you know somebody else knows what's going on in your life, it automatically brings a new level of freedom in your life. And they help you to begin to close the gates that we've been talking about, to to stop doing stupid stuff, to stop leaving the door open where the enemy can come in. And then lastly, develop new pathways. That is, instead of when this trigger happens or when this old you know, pattern starts to happen that you know is going to happen. Every time you get frustrated or mad or celebrate or whatever it is, you want to go to that, that old thing It's your friends and it's those that are walking with you that can help you to develop new pathways that says, hey, when this happens, 
I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to choose to go do this. I'm going to choose a new thought. I'm going to choose a new action. I'm going to choose a new response. And that's how you begin to get freedom over habitual sin and negative coping mechanisms in your life. Friend, listen, Jesus does not want you. (laughs) Jesus didn't die for you to be going to heaven and yet continually tormented in sin. He didn't die for that. He died that you might have life and have it to the full. And it's absolutely possible for you. I want to pray for you right now before I go, because I believe that that God's using this right now to wake something up inside of people and begin to bring you into a new level of freedom. So Father, I'm asking you right now in the name of Jesus that Holy Spirit, you would begin to awaken and draw people to you, that you begin to reveal those areas of habitual sin, those negative coping mechanisms that are keeping people bound in areas that you never designed for them to live. God, give grace to shift. Bring freedom to the captive right now. Bring grace to the process of developing new pathways. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. I love you, my friend. Listen, this is one of the passions of my heart to help you walk in the fullness of what God's called you to. If you want to find out more about it, uh, this this process, check out my book, Unlocking the Heart of the Artist. It's the first book that I wrote uh, years and years and years ago. It's a healing, wholeness book for artists. It gives you vision and a pathway for everything that God desires for you in your life. I'd love to get it in your hands. You can grab it at the link that's right here in the show notes. All right. I love you. Thanks for being with me. And again, remember, until next time, you were created to thrive. All right, bye.